Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Heard around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. It's Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue and Joe Hello and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. My name is Blue, alongside me is Mr. Joe Grande, and you're now tuned in to the greatest cannabis show on the planet. Yes, you are, and thank you guys all for listening to our podcast all around the world. Check out our website, Cannabis Talk 101, as we are the world's number one source for everything cannabis with so many great articles and blogs on the site. To check out, call us up anytime, 1-800-420-1980. And go check out our IG pages at Cannabis Talk 101 right here. Blue is at the number one, Christopher Wright. Hello. And I am at Joe Grande 52. And I got to tell you guys about Advanced Nutrients. They got a complete growing system for cannabis that optimizes all phases and cycles to bring your crops to their true genetic potential. Discover more at advancednutrients.com. And I want to thank Diego for interning with us right now. Yeah. Brand new first day in the building. Give yeah, it up for Diego. From Michigan, if I'm not mistaken, out there. From another state, he's in town, and he's right in front of me, so I wanted to give it to him. Sean Edton is our guest today. Sean. Hello, hello. Thank you for coming in. Now, Sean, let me tell everybody a little bit about you. You had a stroke when you were 39 years old. Doctors told you you would never walk, talk, or drive again. Now, he has regained his independence and became a survivor coach to help others to overcome trauma. And he uses cannabis, you guys, to help him and others. And he explains how it could help so many people. And he's going to break it down for us today, too. He has He's a huge UFC guy, too. He was a trainer, coach, everything else, knocking fools out. He's taken several punches in his days. And now Sean is the founder of Stroke Hacker and the Stroke Hacker community. Check out the website, strokehacker.com, S-T-R-O-K-E-H-A-C-K-E-R, and on IG, The Stroke Hacker. Let's all give a warm welcome to our brother from another mother. Sean's in the building. Sean, walk us through your tragedy of having this stroke, and thank God you're still here today with us. Well, before the stroke. Oh, yeah. Let's dive back. back. Let's, let's dive back. Who is back Sean? Who is Sean? This, Where do you come from? What city? Where were you born? Who He's you an LA. athlete. Who are your LA. parents? Tarzana, USC boy. Let's talk Los about Los Angeles. Where are your parents at? Who are your parents? Parents are, dad's a doctor, a yeah. Um He was famous in his time. He he was responsible for 10,000 babies. Really? 10, wow. Babies. Yeah. 
surgeon. Wow. He's seen a lot of vaginas. Chief of UIN. Mom yeah. was a mom. And growing up, I wasn't allowed to box or do any kind of wrestling or sports because my dad was always afraid of full contact. Yeah. So right around when I turned 31, I met Mark Kerr in a bar. Mark Kerr was the best fighter, I think, in, in the time, way back in the day. The UFC was just bought. Um, the Vertitas ju just bought it. You, uh, Dana, Dana White um, came on the scene, and I realized that there was such a need for these fighters back in the day. They had no management. They had no guidance. They didn't have the tools to operate a business. And here they are walking in, into the ring, just knocking fools out. The wrestlers I really was after because they, you can't take down a wrestler. They'll take you down. They'll start ground and pound. So I met Mark Kerr. Dan, Dan Henderson's a dear friend of mine. So Good I started to manage yeah. Mark Kerr. And through all that, I traveled to Japan. I went to Japan, walked in the Tokyo Dome, and I'm like, 70,000 people are here. What the hell is going on with this thing? <laughs> I called back real. to LA. All my friends are agents, you know, CIA, ICM. I'm like, guys, the sport's going to grow. They're like, what sport? UFC. What is it? it? It's cage fighting. They're like, Sean, you're crazy. I said, it's going to surpass boxing. It's going to be better than soccer. It's going to be the next biggest thing. Sure enough, sure enough, Bob, Bob Mywitz, who owned the... the UFC at the time just sold it to Dana White. Dana actually called me from a payphone saying, "Should I buy the UFC?" I'm like, "Of course you're gonna buy it." I said, "How much do you need?" He goes, "A couple million dollars." I was like, "Dude, let's figure this out together." Yeah. I, this was so back in the day. Turns out he bought it. I started to manage Mark Kerr and realized in Japan, Dana bought it. The UFC just just made gr grounds here. There wasn't even sanctioned. It wasn't legalized. Right. I was talking to Bob Shamrock, who's Frank Shamrock's dad. Right. Way, way back, you know. And Bob and I were talking. This is pre. This this is like pre everything. Right. You know, I met Tito Ortiz and, and Mark's Mark's fighting in the UFC. He gets offered to go to Abu Dhabi. I'm surprised we didn't cross paths back then because you're naming we all the names. Did. I did. I and boss 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 was Mark's coach. So I'm I'm in Japan yeah. with boss and Mark. Mm -hmm. Crazy freaking times. I mean, I was in Brazil with Frank. I carried the belts I didn't go in to that Brazil. fight. I, I carried those like I and I looked at the Brazil fight that just happened yeah. this past weekend yeah. as we're recording this. Right. And uh, shout outs to our guy Brandon Moreno for winning Moreno. that fight again. Oh, and right. the, to the yes. other American that won too. It was just right. a great fights, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just you know, I started to manage these guys. I didn't know anything about the sport. I was learning. I went to SC for business school, entrepreneur. I write business plans. I'll figure. I can figure anything out. I'm a promoter. Let's okay. Now that I have these guys on talent, so what I started doing, I went to Japan with pride. And I, I met everybody. I met Dan Henderson. I met, you know, all, all, all the big time names. You know, Ken and Frank Shamrock and Boss was in our corner. Boss was cornering Mark Kerr. Boss is a legend. I didn't even know who Boss was because Boss wasn't even known in the States. Mm -hmm. So I become friends with Boss. I, I bring Mark Kerr back to the States. We come back to the States. And uh, sure enough, I, I, made, I made a couple of calls. I went to an agency. I walked in the room. And I said, you guys got to look at this guy. I put the videotape of Mark Kerr in. He's beating the crap out of people. You know, there's no rules back then. In Brazil, it was just all out. He beat up three Brazilians in one night, knocked out some guy's eye, and the orbital broke, tooth went flying. And these angels looking around at me, and they're going, what do you want me to do with this? And I'm like, represent him. I want him, I want him to call Vin Diesel, call anybody. Right. Get him in the movies. And all of a sudden, I, told, I walked into the room, and there was a conference room, probably of like six or seven of us, right? I said to Mark, stay outside the room. Do not wait. Do not go in for at least six minutes. I put the VHS tape in there. Mark comes in. I ripped off his sleeves. He's got big freaking, you know, he was, he was Syracuse wrestler. This guy was fucked up ears, you know, smart oh, the wrestling guy. Ears, yeah. Smart guy. Really, I mean, walks in the room and all the suits go to the other side of the room. I'm like, it's not going to hurt you. 
I'm like, they're like, and he starts talking. They start engaging with him, and they start realizing, hey, there's something here. I said, guys, it's coming here right now. It's going to be here within moments. And sure enough, I was right, called it, and I started to manage not only Mark, but that I'd be confronted with Dan, with Dan Henderson, Linlin, Matt, Linlin, all the wrestlers, all those guys, because I wanted to focus on, in on getting the wrestlers. If you can teach them submission and teach them how to box, they're going to be... They're, they're going to get the jujitsu because they're, they're already ground and pound yeah, dudes. we were in Beverly Hills, um, and Boss was putting up tarp over the windows because the Brazilians did not want us learning jiu-jitsu right <laughs> this is pre-everything mm -hmm. back in the oh, day oh i know yeah. i remember back in the i know your audience is big in all this because i was i was like why are you throwing tarp up on the windows he goes he goes shh no one can know no one can. i said why who's gonna i mean you're teaching them moves and boss like we cannot tell them because everybody was coming down on these wrestlers because they did not want them to learn the game did not learn the months because they even they the gracies knew. were getting shit for it back in the day too like back what do you mean day, we're all teaching they're teaching the gracie style yeah. no oh no no let it be it's a sport it for everybody it's, it's a healthy sport if it's sanctioned there's laws now let it let it grow so it grew and it just you know it became it became the biggest i think one of the biggest sports on the planet and sure enough years after all that you know i was i got married had a daughter, and then I got, and then I got, I got offered a position in San Diego where I was going to take a company from, from with four people. I, I helped them raise money, and then we took that company from private to public. Well, as I'm doing all that, Dan Henderson's two towns over. You know who Dan Henderson is. Of course, is. Yeah. Um, he's in Temecula, and my daughter went to was was in ballet, and her father was a Navy SEAL. I'm like, this is kind of cool. So, we, so we had play dates. He started to come over, and only to realize. That, that he was in the Navy, he wanted to exit the Navy. He didn't know how to become a civilian. He didn't know how to reintegrate. Yeah. This guy's deployed in the war on terror. You know, he's, he's doing what he knows how to do, the triage, the snipering, collecting the, the intel, coming back to the States, and coming back to the, Pena, the Pentagon, and feeding the information. And I realized these guys are athletes beyond and above, and I start talking to them and start hanging out, and um, I got immersed with the Navy SEALs in San Diego, and so I, I you know, they asked me if I would teach them how to write a business plan and how to learn business. I said, you teach me how to become a Navy SEAL. Not a good idea at 39. <laughs> Not a good day. So I was out there hanging out with these guys, but really getting immersed in, in the audience. Back then, there was no Lone Survivor movies. The Chris Kyle movie, American Sniper, none of these movies had come out yet. So these guys were all SEAL Team 7. You know, the Navy SEAL, the SEAL Team show on CBS Now wasn't even around. So I was getting, I was training with these guys at 39 thinking, this is kind of cool, but the thing is, though, what they don't tell you with the Navy, with the SEALs, all wanted to learn jujitsu. They all wanted to go hand in hand. The Navy, take a guess. This I have a question for you guys. How yep. much do you guys think the Navy spends on each SEAL from boots to combat? Mm, One point five. Um, three. Three point two million. Five. So, eight million. What? Eight million from boots to combat. That's not even counting all their gear. All the training, all the triage, all the stuff that goes on on these seals. So per, per seal, per seal, per seal. Right, because they're blowing. They're, yeah, I mean, per they're going seal. through Think ammo. Think about what they're doing. I mean, Think about what their job and responsibility is. We're not talking about drone strikes or carrying. We're know, having guns. some Marine Raiders come in, in in a little bit. I can't wait for you to they're be here, here for that. They, yeah, I mean, are they here already? Yeah, they just popped in. Oh, did they? Okay, so, cool. So they just heard all that. So, so with that being said. You know, here I'm thinking to myself, they did not want them to train hand-to-hand -hand combat. They wanted with them within six feet. Sniper, we don't want this guy that we spent all this money on getting within three feet of, the, of their opponent. These guys were jonesing to learn close quarters fighting. So sure. I brought them over to, to meet Dan. I brought, them, I brought them into the world. I started training some jiu-jitsu, just rolling around. I, I was never anything like you 
or like you. I was just an. What do you mean? As healthy as we are? As young? I mean, <laughs> you mean well, you're sexy? Well, I, what do you I mean? Like us? Well, listen, you're you divorced. For a living. You well, I, I, I did box for a living. You know, I fought I, eight I, times I, in the ring I and I trained not, with a lot of people. But I was I was a bozo boxer. I was not there to get hit in the face. I was not there. You know, you submitted me. I'm tapping out. So, oh yeah, I like to go. I like to go. Tell you know, I can, so I you can knock me out if you try. Sport. It's a great sport. You know, I got to, I got to go exercise with these guys, run, swim, and they took me shooting one time. It was really cool, but they did not know anything about hand to hand combat, and they wanted to learn. So it turns out one day, one time we're training with them, and I got caught in, in a choke. The choke hit my carotid artery, and I didn't know it did. I went home that night. I got I. I I passed out. I couldn't submit because it was an air choke on, on, on my right side. Came home that night, and I had told my wife at the time, something's wrong with my throat. Something's killing me back here. Um, and she goes, let's call the doctor. Let's get you in to see this. I'm like, it's nothing. I'll, I'll, it's a little bruise. You know, we're bruised. I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out with the Navy SEALs. I'm rolling around with Dan I'm not Henderson. going in later for this bullshit. What are they going to do? So it's like, come on. It, it's maybe, you know, who knows what it was. This thing lasted me. I had flown from San Diego. Shaquille O'Neal was my partner at the time. I flew to, I flew, I flew to Orlando with Shaq, hung out with him. Then I flew to Dan Henderson's fight in Chicago. All along, I'm feeling symptoms of a stroke. I didn't know what a stroke was. My left arm was going numb. I go to San Jose when Dan's fighting Shogun Hua, which was, I think, the best fight ever in, in UFC history. Was that a strike force one? No, that, no. this was a UFC. I think. I, well, no, you know, you, you might be right. I think it was a strike force fight. No, no, you might Scott be right. Scott Coker, no, would, I, I think, did I, that no, one. No, Scotty, I think this, you're right. I think that was because, anyways, Dan fight Shogun. No, because so, Dana you, White. Did you ever fight? After this break, it's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. 
Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Turn your typical one to something special, you guys. When it comes to infused products, the flavor you taste should be just as enjoyable as the feeling you experience. Visit the website, loranoils.com. Sean, continue with your story. Going to San Jose, watching yeah. that fight. You went from Shaq's place to back yeah. to San Diego to San Jose. Wait a second. Did you ever fight? No, oh, I yes. never fought. Okay. I you fought, never fought, in the, but you were around all the time. I train. was around. Listen, guys, well, they, they I beat was, you up a few times. I was taking two companies from, from private to public. I was a business guy. I was I was an avid jujitsu guy. Maybe you I just practice. So you rolled. The, maybe the best thing I ever got was was maybe a blue belt on my way to a purple. It wasn't about that for me. It was just about training and understanding how to protect my family and what I needed out of it. Sure. I, I was getting in shape, so I was never the guy who was going to say, "I'm going to get in the ring and I got to prove anything." Right. That to me is just was um, more like more or less an ego, but I, I had no desire to go fight. I was 39. Yeah, when sure. I dropped down to 135 and go five. No, yeah, 39. You should be tapping out. I mean, yeah, there's come no more. On, at 39. Yeah. I'm like, I'm yeah, like, yeah, you're I'm done. looking, I'm looking at my financial portfolio. I'm looking at my two daughters at the time. What's next? Right. What's next? So right. I was always thinking about what's next. I need more. I need more. I have to have more. I got to buy more because if I have more, I'm a better guy. That's not what God the wanted. The American way, right? In exactly. the American way. So back to the choke. That choke happened, and I'm in San Jose ringside. How many days? This is two days later. No, this is about six weeks later. Six weeks Three, later six after weeks. the yeah, choke. Yeah, this is. Yeah, see my see my complications escalated over time. Wow. So your left arm's been hurting. You didn't well, realize no, you're it didn't, it didn't suffering go, it six went weeks stroke. A little bit in San Jose, but that's the interesting thing with this whole thing. So. Go, I, I, I watched Dan fight. I'm, I'm, Junior Sales with me. Remember Junior? Of course. Yeah, of course. Great guy. He lived right next to me. Rose up. I mean, Dan's father was next to me. Every time Dan fell, his father's going down. So I'm picking up Dan Henderson's dad on my left, and I'm barely standing, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking something's really wrong with me, but I didn't know if it was, you know, we're, getting, we're drinking alcohol, we're, we're having fun. My good friend's in the ring getting the shit kicked out of him. Next thing you know, he gets back up and knocks out Shogun. Yeah. So we are having the time of our lives. I, life was beautiful. Money in the bank, companies are doing great, my, my kids are healthy, everything is perfect. Five days after that fight, I go back to San Diego and we go to San Luis Obispo for Thanksgiving because my friends are up there. I drove my family from San Diego to San Luis Obispo, probably six hours in the car, feeling, looking in the mirror and going, why does my face look like it's ash gray? Why am I starting to droop? Yeah. Why is my left arm not working? I didn't know I didn't know what a stroke was, gentlemen. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't know yeah. what a stroke was. Especially when it's happening to you. And, and, and you're like, well, who say, does, and, though? And I mean, that's so, what's crazy. And, and this is so know. important. I want people to hear this. Symptoms of a stroke, it stands for fast. Face, arm, speech, and timing. And you have three and a half hours to get to, to, get to a hospital to, to get a shot. You get a shot, it's a declining agent. The stroke will go away. There's no repercussions. So say like no fast is what? Face, arm, speech, and timing. So you're going to watch the face. face, face feels droopy. Speech, speech, your arms will go off. Yeah. So it's, the speech Chanel's will go. Chanel's told me that before too. I heard that. that. And then you have timing. So if you have anyone out there, you start seeing these symptoms, don't go to your chiropractor. Don't, Take them straight don't call to the, your go, Don't call your massage therapist. Go, go right to the doctor. The yeah. MDs are going to save your life. That's what I'm going to start with. MDs are there to save your life. So San Luis Obispo at the time... I went to one hospital. They didn't know what to do with me. They they couldn't. I was. I they was, couldn't diagnose the stroke. Couldn't diagnose the stroke. They called down to my dad, who's a still you know retired surgeon, OBGYN. He knows from the belly button down on a woman. That's what he's good at doing. Right. He doesn't know anything about, about the brain, but he quickly realized he goes because I'm in San Luis Obispo. When 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 I was there, I woke up that morning. My daughters and my ex slept upstairs because they all wanted to sleep upstairs. I was downstairs. Of course. I walked into the bathroom. I looked in the mirror. And I called for Stephanie at the time. I said, 
but you better call my dad, I'm dying. And she goes, what do you mean? My face was ash gray, white. My, my lip, my lip was, was drooping and I couldn't speak. I sounded like, wow, 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 wow. I could not talk. Wow. I look in the mirror and she calls my dad and he says, I think Sean's having a stroke. Call the paramedics right now. Oh. Gentlemen, I look in the mirror wow. and I see my soul leaving my body. Mm. I'm dying. I'm, I'm on the way. I'm literally You really I'm had going. an out of body right there. Huh? I'm you right seen there. it like that or you just knew it was no, getting close? No, I saw my soul leaving my body. Wow. Yeah, I 100% to this day can retract every step and every moment on time. And that's what I think. It's good to know. I can do this because like like, I'm telling Same. the story again. And they called the paramedics. They took me to one hospital. They didn't know what to do. They called the, they were, they called to San Jose because they have a stroke center up there. I was just up there. They called down to Santa Barbara. There happened to be a neurosurgeon in the, in the ER, happened to be a neurosurgeon in the ER on Black Friday. My dad said, if I would have stroked in LA, I would have died because everyone's gone. Everyone's traveling. It's a holiday. Happened to be some Austrian neurosurgeon in College Hospital in Santa Barbara who, who said, if you put him in an ambulance, he's going to die. I'm sending my, my private helicopter for him. Sends me his helicopter. I get in the helicopter. Blades are overhead. I pass out several times. He, I, I remember. I don't. I remember waking up in the in the ER in Santa Barbara, and I was. I was. I was. My. I didn't know where I was. I didn't know who I was. And they were trying to do all the procedure. They threw me on ice first. They tried to freeze my body because my brain was so badly swollen, and they didn't know what to do. So he knew because I was in great shape, as Dan Henderson says now. He was getting ready to fight Fader and Shogun. I was getting ready to fight for my life. Right. I was getting ready from for my title belt. So he yeah. tried a few different things. I'm 39. He's, he's keeping me alive, but, but my brain is basically, it's, it's dying. Because a clot to the brain is a stroke. A clot to the heart is a heart attack. My clot went to my brain. Wow. Okay, no blood or oxygen yeah. is going to my brain. Jeez. So I'm having full brain functionality. My brain is going, hey, it's going sideways. Now, I think the reason why I'm alive right now because of the shape I was in and the way I took care of my body and my attitude in life is why I'm still here with you gentlemen. Yeah. And from that point, he did everything he could to save me. And, and I was coming in out of consciousness. At one point, he, um, he had to throw a catheter up through me to put a shunt in my carotid artery. It took him six hours. He fished a wire up through, all the way through the side here and put a, put a, to cover up, this, uh, to cover up the clot, to cover up the carotid because the clot kept going to my brain. It looked like a dam with water. Mm -hmm. And he had to stop that first. Right. He had to stop that first. So. He did that, that didn't work. He tried to freeze me, that didn't work. I, I kept declining, I kept dying. Not, not dying mean coding, heart was stopping. For some reason, I just kept hanging on. And then, th th then he got me stable, then things got really bad. When things got really bad, I remember him coming and saying to Fuck, me. Fuck, that's not really bad? That's no, really no, bad. It, it, got, it got really fucked up, let me tell you. Oh. He, then, he then said, because uh, I, I couldn't communicate with him because I couldn't understand right. language, I couldn't understand a lot of things. And I remember my dad, and my good friend coming in and saying to me, hey, we're going to put you to sleep for 10 days. I said, I don't want to go to bed. I want to go train with my SEALs. I'm trying to talk and I can't. I'm going to go train with my SEALs. Put me oh, in so hot yoga. Oh, so you remember this, but you couldn't put, even respond put either. Put me in hot yoga. Let me heal. I'll heal myself. Put me on the beach. I'm, I'm going to go run a sub-seven minute, a sub seven minute right, mile. Because your, your mind is moving, but nothing mind, else is working. Exactly. Yeah. So that's exactly. A, so, you got it. So my dad's deathbed, you know, he goes, he says, well, I'm just going to tell you now. He's like, on, you know, he's like, I... 
I feel like I'm 29 years old and I could run, get up and run. He's like, but my body just don't work, son. Yeah. He's like, it's the worst feeling in the world, yeah. you know? And he's like, I'm sitting here laying here and everything's not working and my mind is sharp as a uh, you know, nail. So he's like, just uh, prepare for that one. I'm like, okay, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah. that's, you know, I, I think it's a, it, you, you got to experience something that some people only get to experience at death. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I think that's well Our said. Our near-death experiences. Yeah, this is yeah. a near-death experience. This is near-death. NDE, we call them. What is it? I don't like NDE, N- near-death experience. Yeah. I don't talk about it a lot. I won't go into this in this conversation. It's a whole other conversation because as soon as I start talking about that, I lose my audience. They want to know about what's, what is life what like. What did you after, see? What yeah, did I what, see? Yeah. And you just see no your one cares about the next part of this conversation because they all want to know what's after that. Sure. So the the neurosurgeon, Dr. Zahner, says, says to my dad and my friend and my and, and my wife at the time and my mom i'm gonna put him in a coma for 10 days hopefully hopefully the brain will 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 the inflammation in the brain will subside we don't know for sure it didn't work that way right. nothing's working at this point puts me in a coma i get worse he then says to my family i have to do a craniectomy what the hell's a craniectomy you know what a craniectomy is they, uh, they're gonna remove a piece of the skull off my head, size of a horseshoe, this whole big, and we're gonna take it off for a while. We're gonna let the brain see if, if the brain can then breathe. <laughs> Technology. Ten years ago, I'm dead, guys. Or 12, yeah. So they put a sunroof on you. Yeah, they're gonna yeah. put a sunroof on you and let you see what's going on. Exactly. So, Did they do that? Yes. So I woke up from the coma after ten days. I'm scratching my abdomen, and and and, and my friend says to me. Have they told you what's going on? I said, he says, don't touch your tummy. I said, why? He goes, your skull's in your, skull's in your abdomen. I said, my brains are in my belly? So what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, you have a helmet on your head right now because your brain is being exposed because they had to take a piece of your skull off your head. I'm like, this is not, this is, I'm not having a good day right now. I can't, yeah. Just stop right there. But I you're, you're communicating. What? I'm communicating barely. Right, but you, but By enough. words. When I mean barely, I didn't know. I couldn't use my iPhone. I couldn't pronounce my name. Yeah. I'm understanding things. I think I'm talking, but my speech is so bad. The aphasia wow. is kicked in, and I'm on, I'm on all these meds. I'm on paralytics. I'm, I'm on every, every hard drug known to mankind. I've been through it. If anyone says, you know, have you experimented with drugs? I have. <laughs> so wait a minute. So they actually had your, atom, ab, I mean your head in your abdomen? Yeah, they stored it there for, uh, for five days instead of uh, wow. freezing it. Sometimes they'll keep it off somebody for months or for a year. Oh, I didn't know this. And put it back later. Yeah, it's 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 crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. So did you, um, you know, at this point, right? uh, Did you know where you were at, and did you know what your name was and all that stuff? It's coming to me slowly. It started coming to me slowly. Things started to pick up here and there, but pieces, like bite-sized pieces. It's just nothing was making sense. And I, and I was crashing spiritually, emotionally. I was spiritually, you know, here are my two daughters and they're crying for me to pick them up. You know, week, week before I'm at SeaWorld, one kid on my chest and then the other one kid on my shoulders. I'm super dad, I'm at SeaWorld, I'm at the zoo. I'm, I'm running around with them on the beach. They're my- 39 and fine. What, what are your kids' name after this break? It's Cannabis Talk 101, we'll be right back. We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Live the life you crave, you guys. Rise above ordinary weekend plans with Elevations Nation's membership. You'll gain access to exclusive events, entertainment, adventures, and wellness experience. Visit the website elevationsnation.com to learn more. So much of your story is so intriguing, Sean. You're sitting there in the hospital. I mean, you obviously get better, and then... How does even cannabis get introduced to you? Sure. And what were your kids' good, names? Good question. Um, Don't forget your kids' names. Okay, Savannah and Shiloh. Yeah, They're Savannah. my reason why I live. Well, They're the reason why I keep going every day. You have to find your inspiration. You have to find your why in life. Find your purpose. My purpose at the moment were my two daughters. I, I wanted to walk them down the aisle. I wanted to see them grow. I was a very much hands-on dad. I still am. They're now 16 and 13. It's a different role than being forward. Four years old and 18 months, but I, I love I love my kids. They were so excited. My old I told my oldest I'm coming here to do an interview. She's like, I want to come, Dad. Oh, I, know, I wish you would have came. I know the conversation. That's where we'll go into the whole thing that I think where cannabis came into play for me. So 2011, I'm in San Diego. In 2012, I came back to LA. I was introduced to a gentleman that you guys know very well, Edmund Britton. Oh, of course, yeah. Edmund Britton is. One of the in my eyes, greats. one good of the greatest greats, yeah, people on the planet. I love Redmond. him. Huge heart. He was coming out of the league. I was coming out of my stroke. We were both going through, our, you know, we were both complicated at the time, going through our, our own PTSD of what was happening. He, um, I was introduced to cannabis through friends of mine in the Valley. They own a dispensary called Coast to Coast Collective. 
and they brought me in one time and Edmund came with me and Edmund started to lay out all the strains, what is THC, what CBD, what CBN. And I started learning about the plant because I was so heavily medicated. I was on a cocktail of everything. They didn't know what to do. So I was on a cocktail of you name it. I was there and Edmund said, why don't you start taking some things out and putting the cannabis in? And as I started to do that, I felt better, I felt strong, I felt clear, my memory was coming back. Things started to wake up. My neuroplasticity was starting to reroute. My endocannabinoid system, which, 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 which the cannabinoids feed, is really starting to elevate my life. Mm. Big. So when you discovered that, that was through Evan, Evan and, and did you Was guys, it a joint? Did, yeah, did you just, um, what did you do? A cartridge, um, uh, probably a pen. Yeah, it was everything. It was all of it. I won. I, Rick Simpson in, oil? Like, I mean, just uh, Rick like, Simpson. I, I didn't, listen, I'm a lightweight and hell no. Yeah, <laughs> Not for yeah. me. Yeah, it'll, it'll tear you up. Didn't, I didn't need that for, for what I was dealing with. I need something to work, work on my nervous system. My nervous system is, is faltering still. You wanted still. to curve it a little bit. I wanted, not to, be, to, be I wanted to be in a flow. I wanted to be in a flow state and not, because my nervous system was shot. I was always in, I was always in fight or flight. The cortisol levels in my brain were wacky. Wow. Cortisol is, this, is a natural cocaine in the body, which causes the speed. I don't know if you guys ever get into, you know, you know cortisol being an athlete. You get punched, you get mad, you're going to fight back. It's, it causes the adrenaline to go. I think cannabis helps to increase the dopamine and the um, and the serotonin in the brain, which are the love chemicals, to help you stay balanced. Mm. And that's where I think most people miss and don't understand what cannabis really can do for our veterans. I know you're listening to us out here, there, the guys in the MMA world, anyone who plays a professional sport, or our first responders, the police officer, firemen, they walk into a scene, they're being shot at, or, or there's a fire. Yeah, I'm not telling them that they should be doing cannabis on the job, but Decompressing at Decompress home. Decompress at home. I'd rather them do that yeah. than hit the bar, hit alcohol. What's I mean, alcohol let's let's just look yeah. at California right now with these three mass shootings that have just happened yes. in the last three days. What, what, mean, what happened? I, I missed it. Oh, dude, there's been three massive uh -huh. shootings out here in California, right here at, at locally, and then in uh, Northern California and and Santa Barbara street, area, like yeah. all through California. Or police yeah. are involved the, uh, or? in uh, what's this? The community, the Monterey Park one was like. 11 people just shot a 71 year old well, over uh, what what was it over someone just you know they didn't really say exactly yet they haven't cleared it because the guy killed himself in a car but you know there was a young man that was local here in in the area that stopped him from going into another place and shooting it up it was some 70 year old mm. yeah. uh asian man which is you know surprisingly because it, yeah. it sounds like a caucasian act i mean they to judge the books by their covers but you know those type of mass shootings in both of them uh, actually, two or three—I don't remember the third person—but two of them were Asian descent, which was even more like, "Hmm, that's that's different." Yeah, you know. But but those type of people, every, everybody who's dealing with that as well, could well, yeah. use cannabis and, and, to and, and, help. And, and, Absolutely. Yeah, and I think I think you know even on a uh, um, you know I, a prison like a prison level. You know they're they're already taking in cannabis in there, right? They're already smuggling in. They it. should give it. I to I, right? I, I, I think it would help calm a lot of people down and give them a lot of you know comfort and and allow a lot of people to and maybe there's a limit to what they do, but I think they should certainly be able to smoke uh, cannabis. Or edibles, give them edibles in there. Of, of yeah, course, it would it would of help. Course. It would help a lot. I mean, of hey, them. listen, you know, I came out of a coma, not knowing who I was at thirty nine, knowing that. I worked so damn hard my whole life to work this place to be, I was financially stable, I was ready to go, I was good, and all of a sudden I'm paralyzed and everything is being taken away from me. All my money's gonna go away now, my kids might go away from me. 
I walked outside. I used to live on the Sunset Cliffs in San Diego, which which was about a 60-foot drop in, into the water. We had a little beach in front of us. I managed to get myself out there one day and walked to the edge, and I looked down. I said, you know what? I just need one more step. I don't want my kids to see me like this. I'm going to end my life. I'm, wow. I'm totally – I'm going to look down that beach, and I saw a father with – <laughs> with his kids on the sand, playing with the mm. kids on the sand, I said, "If I take this next step, my dogs will never know who I am. My dogs will never know who I am." And so I didn't experience cannabis then, but I wish I would have had something different than what they were giving me, because I think I would have been able to maybe recreate my life a little bit better. I would, because I mean, I was so, I was so fall. I felt I, I, I was. I didn't know how to live in this new body I didn't know how to li live in this new brain of mine because I was angry I was pissed off I was sad I was depressed and you're feeding me all these other pharmaceuticals which are great the doctors are wonderful they saved my life the problem is once they save your life they put you in the system the system failed me the rehabilitation system completely failed me that's what I'm talking about with you guys right now and the veterans and the first responders it's like how do we rehab p people I think cannabis should be part of an educational plan that should be part of a rehabilitation plan for anybody who is coming out of the service, saw war, anyone who's a first responder in this business, or anyone who's got a brain injury or stroke for sure, because I think it's gonna save lives. I mean, you guys probably know, what are the stats right now for veterans taking their lives every day? I um, think it's over. Uh, I don't know, I'm sure dead. Brian Buckley will have that. It's probably, yeah, I mean, knows. it was 26, four years ago, I think it's over 75 now, or it could be over 100. I mean, if we were to give these guys some hope, I mean, and give them a, a little bit of flower, or some edibles or something that that they can concentrate. I agree with you, better. Sean. So we well, well, agree with that so to hard. Breathe. Let let them breathe. You know, I, I think you know fr from a standpoint of somebody that you know has been on on air for many years and, and capable of listening to people's stories is that you know I think that cannabis is a, is is something that can be offered to uh, anybody, but veterans especially and and. and in the alternative, instead of taking the pharmaceutical drugs that are out there, and the unfortunate part that pharmaceutical drugs, although they might mask it at the time, and I'm all for, you know, taking, um, you know, morphine or 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 uh, any drug, any when drug when I need it, right? If I need it, please give it to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like whatever it takes, you know, because I I get it. You know, I don't want to be suffering either. Mm -mm. But, but then, you know, you also have to think of long-term, you know, usage too. And when you start using those drugs in particular oxycodone vicodins yeah. and so on you know they they are long-term use is very habit and addicting forms and so it's and whereas cannabis can i feel can be right there with it with the right research and i think we're getting really close to that you know i, I do little you're spot on and, and and you're so spot on because those meds you're talking about the oxy the antidepressants they're not healing the body right what if i took cannabis is healing the body it knows where to go it knows where to find and how to help the body heal on a, on a spiritual way, on an emotional, on a physical way, but done in a way that is prescribed by other people who understand it. And right now, our doctors don't want to touch it because it's not FDA approved, there's too much money out there. But, but imagine, you know, I look at these dispensaries, and not dispensaries, they're pharmacies. Sure. You, you have an ailment, you have a dis-ease of the body. I walk into plenty of dispensaries, uh, pharmacies, dispensaries, and they're giving away products to, as we know, to people who are fighting certain all, all conditions. The time. I love that. I love that. Give someone, let people enjoy their life. Let's yeah. lower the let's lower the toxicity of where they're feeling of being angry and being mad and being upset. Yeah. Let's just let's love well, each it, other. It, let's open up the heart shot. Let's increase the serotonin. Let's you know as what you mentioned. I think earlier someone mentioned, 
That's why MDMA is a good thing because let's they're testing the right 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 now with veterans. Use MDMA, use ecstasy. Let's increase the let's increase the love amongst us. Let's love each other instead of fucking fighting with each other. Yeah, that stuff's getting good, better and better. <laughs> I mean, not only that, that's Woo! why the you know the so mushrooms are making such a big hit right now. Psilocybin's yeah. at an all-time yeah. high, and they're really considering is, making it legal. It's interesting. You have to be able, you have to have someone I think walk you through that a little bit more than an MDMA experience. But cannabis, I don't think you need. I don't think you need a guide in the beginning. I think you need a guide with anything. You gotta let someone. You gotta lean into someone's space if they've never tried it before. I think you have to spend some time with them and guide them through that. Yeah guide them through that journey yeah. yeah look at our kids look at our kids joe i mean come on yeah our kids are all gonna get it somehow i'd rather educate them sit down with them show them what i'm the doing same way well and, and then, not only that like from, on from your standpoint everything you're describing is what we've been preaching for years as far as blue and i saying that this is more of a pharmaceutical drug right yeah. if you want to call cannabis a drug we call it a pharmacy as well and if we could have it to where you can take this much oil or smoke this mm-hmm. type of joint and you're 200 pounds and you're this and that and it might do this for you but if to have that type of research to push towards that for you to know what you've gone through if you've had this type of brain injury and you're on these meds maybe you should try to get an eighth and smoke a joint once a day twice or- a day what is it that helps with that keeping away from mm-hmm. that taking that next step feeling of death because you're talking suicidal thoughts yeah. and suicide now we don't want to not talk about the elephant in the front room that was the thought he had when he was at the edge yes. suicide folks and more people are doing it every single day and it's like if we can get somebody to smoke a joint to use an oil to use a rub for god's sakes to help well, with the pain I, I go as far as joe is 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 you know let's let's call it like a nyquil right so imagine a bottle and a teaspoon of THC and you're taking it or giving it to your child or, or to an adult and saying, hey, you know, drink, a, you know, one ounce of this or drink three, yeah, three quarters of an I ounce like or drink one teaspoon of that and get it down to the science that's out there. And again, that education, it we're, I feel like we're getting there and there's going to be a lot of breakthroughs, right? Like we're, you know, we're scratching the surface. You know, we've got people concentrating on the, the flower. They concentrate on the vape pens. They concentrate on what they know. But it there's not enough people I there are people we just don't see them yet because they're, they're working as ghosts but they will come that will have the you know bottles of NyQuil if you will but THC they'll have you it's know, so funny you said today the I had sprays, to take my son to the, the, the sprays they already have the sprays you know that that are that are being ingested through you know um, orally so so all those things are going to start to become more of a, a household name if you will and those are going to be the big companies, I think, that we're going to see legacy built off of. And then the flowers and stuff like that's going to be cool. Recreation is, is great. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those guys will cross over into a medical side as well, I believe. Because, uh, you know, again, the there, United, the be United a cannabis States, liquid to put you out in a heartbeat at dinner, like oh, nighttime. For, for sure. You don't and, need NyQuil. And, take a shot of this. And, you know also I mean? give you, and also give you a relief for your chest. Inflammation. Your and your chest. And, and, and really help all those things, right? So, so and, and maybe there's a few things that are, that are, that are um, you know, vitamin C's added to it or, or some other, you know, great, you know, uh, you know vitamins and things that will help. Vitamin D, hey, all Blue, of them. Hey, Blue, you're touching it. You're touching yeah. it because I tell everybody with cannabis, it's not standalone added to your practice. If you, do, if you do hyperbaric chamber, if you do infrared sauna, if you do an ice bath, I do infrared sauna, if you do an ice bath, if you're going to go for a run, Throw a little bit in there. Yeah. Go for a flow. If, if you go to yoga, why not? But I'm telling people, 
Don't just sit around, smoke a joint, sit on the couch and say, oh, this is going to heal me. Hell no. You got to get to fucking work and want to get better. Yeah. The body, mind, and spirit. It's a physical thing. It's an emotional thing. It's a mental thing. You got to cognitively want to get better. It's and, like a supplement. Bottom in line. My, in my position, I didn't have a choice. If someone said to me, hey, um, hey, Sean, are, are you now going to go, go to rehab? My question to you, Joe, you're an athlete, you box. If someone has said to you, you're paralyzed on your left side, we don't know if it's going to come back. Are you going to go get it every day? Mm. Or are you going to sit back and wait? Dude, I just had ankle surgery last year, and you know a I've been at physical exactly. therapy all the time. I'm like, so, guys, I can't come in. I'm doing this. I'm doing so that. I'm trying me, to prep. And, and with people out there, we don't have any options. You know, I have a trainer who, come, who came this morning at 6 in the morning. Four days a week, I have to train or else I will atrophy. I just got to cut out my shin because for the first time on Saturday, I tried to jump up on the stool to get the explosion back, and I jumped and I missed the jump and I Ooh. fell on my shin. Dog, I got yeah. a big cut on my shin, but you know what I did is I tried. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I tried exactly. because I go, I got to get this back. And then exactly. I waited about five minutes, got my confidence back up and go, right. I have to push harder. And I, got, right. I, I should be able to jump up this high. And it was my first time doing it because I just started jumping rope two weeks ago. Yeah. And I, and I said you. to myself, I have to make this jump. I have to get that explosion. Well, you yeah. know, Joe, I, I'll tell you, you know, someone said to me, he said, if you're turning 40 and you're not working out, you're, you're getting weaker. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and a lot of people don't get that, you know, because you get to like 40 years old and you're still kind of young, you know, your mind's like, I'm 39, I'm 38, I'm 35, you know, you don't feel, you don't feel like you're getting older. And I think at 40, 44 years old, you start like, cause I'm, I'm around that age. So I'm, I'm like, damn, you know, like I could see it. Like if I don't, if I don't hit the gym three times a week, like I'm losing muscle mass, I'm not feeling stronger, you know? Hey gentlemen, age is a number. I proved that. Yeah. I'm 51. I should, my, half my body, according to science, half my body's paralyzed. I'm, I'm paralyzed. I should not be, according to science, I have three. Your left side? Because your, your right hand's, can you raise your left arm? Not really, not much. It's very oh, Okay. Limited. Does very it limited. hurt? But I threw quarter inch holes on my brain. This big infarction's on the right side of my brain. No MD, no neurologist. They call me and ask me, for, for, ask me to guide them. They don't know what they're, they know what they're doing, but the brain is such a big mystery that we don't understand it yet. I'm telling you guys, cannabinoids, need to be studied differently and need to be introduced to, to my community. Oh, I agree. The stroke hacker community. You're, you're, you're talking to us that we wanted to bring, bring you on because of with it. with trauma. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's, you know, but again, it's not to be standalone. Add it to your regime. If you jump rope and, and you know, don't go drink a six pack afterwards. That's stupid. Right. I do have a root beer float or not. I got to tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few, too many of those. Well, you know A&W? I mean? oh, yeah, that's the A&W. I've been, I've been jonesing. Jones. I cut off the last three days. I've been good. Oh, I've you were doing five days a week. You were doing five days I, a week. I just did. I did. You know what I did? And this is the terrible thing. I did four containers of vanilla bean ice cream is what I looked oh. at. <laughs> you did four containers? Within like two months. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's that's way too much. No, no, yeah. It's, it's, a, fun, it's, just, it's a fun ride. Enough to make I've me go. I've explained it. Yeah, I went on a Well, ever since the holidays. Bottom line is ever since the holidays. Me too. And I went on and then I didn't stop because my you know mother-in-law came and made puppy chow and this and that so i'm eating all this crap and then no i want root beer floats and uh and it, it went just, on it just, and it yeah. just went on yeah. but you got to stay right man i'm so happy sean that you're doing better Thank and you. ha can you drive now or what? yeah i drove down here no, good luck. I drove down here from L.A. That's fucking, don't drive. Let me know when you leave. So I can <laughs> yeah. Get hey, me I'm off the road. Hey, drive, I ain't what? driving on his you left side. Listen, that am, I race, am I become a race car driver? Hell no. Yeah, yeah. But listen, I'm independent. My whole goal with my people is to help them regain their independence. Hold on. How do you get a license to drive after having a stroke I license and your left I, side's down? You have to, you have to take a test. I had, to take a t I had to do it all over again. Not that I'm calling you out on it, but you know, we're friends where I like you. Uh, you're I, calling I, them out, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, um... Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Oh, yeah. Listen, you got the in order. 
if you have brain injury in California or anywhere in the states, you have to retake. You have to claim. Right. You tell your, You have to tell the DMV that you had a brain injury and your license is suspended. I had to go back and retake everyone. Yeah, my buddy Rich Lopez. I, I would never. Same I mean, thing. look at. I mean, how many boxers are driving around? Yeah, they shouldn't and, be either. And then how many? I mean, we can go out in tundra. How many people who are elderly shouldn't be driving? Goldie shouldn't be. He just wrecked his car yeah. the other day. You know what I'm saying? Go and tell the truth, Snaggletooth. Hey man, before we let you go, Sean, we got to do the high five with you, brother. It's good to have you sitting down with us and hearing your story. But I got to get to these. How old were the? How old are you? The first time you smoked cannabis, and where'd you get it from? I was in college at UCSB. Oh, UCSB. UCSB. Yeah, I was introduced to it then. I didn't understand it. I didn't appreciate it. I did not appreciate the medicine. It right. didn't appreciate it. wasn't me. a medicine to you then. It wasn't a medicine there. Recreation. Yeah. It was just it a was recreational. Just a, yeah. you I'm in college. That. I didn't smoke in high school. You know, I was just, it, it, to me, but now it's a necessity to people. But, uh, but understand something. If you're going to take the, the, if, if you're gonna take the plant, you've got to believe in what you're taking. If you don't believe in it, and you're like, oh, this is not going to work for me, then don't do it. Everyone walks into a doctor, and they think because the doctor says something, <laughs> here's a prescription, oh, it's going to work. And it works. And it works. Yeah, yeah. For how long? But you gotta so believe in better. what you're doing, and that's with any psychedelic, any regime, any cross, any fitness, anything you're gonna do in life. You gotta believe in your heart. And what I want to do is really stress that I want people. I want to help people stand in their power and discover who they really are and their purpose. Because when you have a brain injury, and and it doesn't matter how you have it, to reintegrate back into society is so tough. And dealing you're coming with trauma back like that, that's a different tough. person. Yeah. And that's my goal is to help people take steps. And what I have a mantra that says, I can, I shall, I will. I actually have people in my community who've tattooed themselves with it. Nice. And as I keep saying, just keep going, just keep moving. Yeah. Keep moving, you're gonna improve. Question number two of the high five, what is your favorite way to use or smoke cannabis? A tincture, I do a, a tincture. tincture. I do a, a tincture or a gummy. Love that. Actually, I love that. You that's know, the medical it, way in my book. The, the, Those yeah. are the medical yeah. ways. You know, I think there's a lot of people that are missing it. You know, but there again, I you know, if you you don't have the right coach, if you will, coming into cannabis, you know, or the right doctor, if you will, you know, uh, it could ruin your whole experience. But yeah. some people just really love the fact which I get and understand smoking a joint, rolling a joint, oh, smoking yeah. a joint, and and I get that. Like I think of Mark and Craig all the time that. It's and a that's ritual the way, yeah, it's, and it's good. But it's ritual. I, I look at it as I think the smartest way, if you really wanted to use it in the best way possible, would be just like what you said, in yeah, my yeah. opinion. So question number three of the high five was Sean, craziest place you ever used or smoked cannabis? Huh. You probably put some oil in your mouth at Disneyland, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I saw Avatar this last week. I went to Avatar. I, I said for sure, if I'm sitting for four hours, I'm going to watch these blue people on the screen. I, I, I took a little bit of... Tincture is a whole yeah. new experience. <laughs> yeah, that's a good sign. You know? But I mean, that movie's I'm making not, traction. I'm not, I'm Dude, not, that movie's not, I would business. say to you, I'm not a crazy guy who's going to go out there and try crazy stuff. I'm doing it to validate the products. Like, I work I love with that. companies who really, one of my good good friends who founded Therabody. You guys know what Therabody is? The Theragun? Yes, the massage. Uh-huh. Yeah. Dr. Jason's my love chiropractor. Those. Really? He's the founder of the company. He endorses, he has his whole CBD line, but we talk about this stuff all the time. You know, but again, it's just if you're going to heal yourself, use it. Appreciate the medicine. Don't, don't, don't fuck with it. Yeah, those yeah. are the like best guns, like. by the way. Well, I take that gun with me on the road. Remember, I took it to Vegas. I take it everywhere with me. Well, question number four: Do you do you actually get um, munchies when you eat? And if you do, what are they? What's your favorite munchie? Um, ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. What Some kind? Ice cream. Um, plant-based so, coconut 
vanilla, something like that. Yeah, plant based. Mm. Right? I know, I know. That sounds I'm learning, great. I, I try to de- listen. When the body's inflamed, you stay away from gluten and dairy, and that's just what I try to do. No gluten and no, and no dairy. Um, but again, I have to focus. I have to focus on my health every single day. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, I serious. think I'm gonna gain all my weight back overnight. <laughs> Seriously, I really do. Uh, I, I go through it. That's why I was like, I really had to stop doing the Rupert floats, and even yeah, like last night. No, no, it, no. It's all that sugar. Almonds it's all that sugar. Oh, it's crack. It's, it's the sugar. devil. The it sugar. Is. Is it the is. Devil. Question you know, number five of the high five with our yeah. guy Sean. Check out his website, strokehacker.com, or on IG, the Stroke Hacker. Sean, if you could smoke cannabis with anyone, dead, dead or, or alive, alive, yeah, who would it be and why? Oh, it's so easy. Steve Jobs. Nice. Do you guys know the story behind Steve Jobs? I mean, I know he did Apple, but tell me more about it. Do you guys know how he got the name Apple? Smoking weed out of an apple? You know this story. I do. Okay, well, that's... I got high with them twice. You did? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Hold on. (laughs) I didn't know he smoked weed out of an apple that got the thing. I don't know the story The story is, he went to... He he was in Cupertino at the time. Wozniak was building the home computers in his dad's garage. He flew flew to Oregon... IBM wasn't the IBM computer? No, that's, that's, no, Bill, that's Gates. Bill Gates. My Steve bad. Jobs is Apple. Thank you. So okay, so he was so he was up at a mastermind meeting, probably doing whatever Steve Jobs is gonna do, and he was smoking marijuana out of an apple. Took out the core, and he had thirty people with him. He sold twenty five computers. Calls out in a Wozniak and says, "I need twenty five computers." And Wozniak's yelling at him, going, "I don't have enough parts." Some guy goes, "Let me write you a check for my computer." I was like, back then, who knows what it was? Steve's like, "I don't even have the name of a company," and the guy said, "Call it Apple." Wow. Apple was created because they were smoking weed. Smoked and weed out of Apple, the biggest company on the planet, company that I love and share. So, if Steve Jobs was alive, please someone give him a joint. We got let, three Apple phones on this with four Apple phones. <laughs> Apple oh, products. I got, got my Apple, computer, the yeah. phone, everything. It's it's, it's it's with us for life, man. Right. I love it too. I'm not. I'm and, an Apple guy. And then I think two guys, the military, are, are that's guys who 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 protect my kids and protect us. Give it away to them for free. Oh yeah. Give oh, them yeah. if you own a dispensary, you own a pharmacy, give it a, give them a, give it to them and support teach them. them. Teach them how to use it. Teach them how to apply it. Give it to them and monitor them. Make them part of your community cuz our veterans, we need to do much more for these guys. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I it's this the VA is not going to help heal. I mean, how many how many deaths, how many suicides happened in the VA parking lot? the last two years. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Trying to get an appointment. To get an appointment with the VA is eight months. Jeez. Oh, yeah. We're going to be months. talking to some vets coming up on the next podcast. Folks. I yeah. can't wait Good friends them. of ours, man. So, listen, thank you for joining the show. Thank you. Um, you know, it's always a pleasure. You also have a podcast? I don't like that. Oh, you took down the party, guys. Yeah. Well, you better start doing it again because you're a great you're inspiration great. Well, to so you many. Guys. Guys. I will. Yeah. Sean, damn thank it, yeah. give back. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Well, there Love it is. Well, there it is, guys. Love it's Cannabis too, Talk 101. And remember this, if no one else loves you, we, we do. do. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. 
So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.